So, I read a story today about, hey, it's in Britain. It's about a, a guy who got a World War II uh, bomb stuck in his butt. And the hospital had to call, <laughs> the hospital had to call the bomb squad to get it out. And uh, it, turn, <laughs> it turns out they got the bomb out fine. But it turns out that the, the way the guy, that this happened, supposedly, is that this guy has a collection of World War II memorabilia, bombs and guns and whatever. And somehow he slipped and uh, fell and sat down on the bomb. And it ended up in his butt. <laughs> That's not what happened. There, That's what no, no, dude was embarrassed that uh, he did something that he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And then, then we went to the hospital because we couldn't get it back out. Right, but they had to call, so they had to call like the entire bomb squad there to get it out. And they said, well, luckily it wasn't a live, it was not a live bomb, so it wouldn't have actually gone off anyway. But well, they wouldn't the, have known that though. Not right. Have from, from just. But this Some guy's story saying, of like, of like oh, I'm sorry, I, I sat down on my bomb and it ended up in my butt. Like, Did. first off, why were you naked around your bomb? You know what I mean? Like, because you didn't have, why were you sitting down with no pants on? Well, and second off, like, you would have to have it specifically sitting upright and then sit on it just right so it didn't fall over right. or anything like no those those emts knew what was something going else on happened there. there's, yeah. a, there's not that that is not the real they story can't, they can't really ask well did you really did you really they can't ask i that, mean it's so. not even if he did let's just say because he probably did let's say he intentionally put the bomb in his butt i don't think that's illegal probably not no <laughs> i mean like if you can put a gerbil in there you can put a bomb in there a not real bomb but i think the problem was that once they got the the butt the butt plug bomb in there they couldn't get it out i mean even how would you get it out how did the uh, how did the doctors get it out i don't know but this is becoming a very uh nc17 rated first show well i mean <laughs> right but i uh, <laughs> Like what? What? What doctor do you have to call? It's like, oh, we got we got another one with something stuck in his butt. How do we get it out? Like, what well, procedure do you use for that? I mean, you would have to use a procedure based on what type of item it is, because you can't just say, oh, we got somebody with something stuck in their right, butt. Right, but there's no there's no like specialist. It's not like a a proctologist that has to come like. There's nobody that's a bomb would, butt doctor. No, but it would have to be a proctologist to right. to go in there and take care but of it. How do that. you think they do it? Well, I mean, I mean to be fair, you you can be slightly cut in that general vicinity. I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> worse that it's a male because a male would have less area to cut. But you're saying they had to cut it cut it wider? Yeah, possibly. Somebody, although, then somebody had to reach in there and get it? Most likely what they did was they lubed stuff up <laughs> enough to like just kind of, you know. Does that push it out like a baby? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, most likely there wouldn't have been any sort of catch there. So like most likely once you get it out a little ways, it's going to come out. Well, I think once you get it out a little ways, you could grab it and pull. You know well, what I, mean? I don't think you would need to, because you, like, I'm. What I'm envisioning is like a, you know, a rounded tip. So you've got, you know, your rounded tip. So it's just gonna start. It, once once you get past the little ways, it would just come out on its own. <laughs> I don't know. So, 
I mean, assuming he didn't put it all the way up in there because I mean, he must have be... because like, why? How else would you end up having to go to the emergency room? It reminds me of. Do you remember? Um, do you remember Doctor Doolittle when like the the vet takes the dog's rectum? Norm Macdonald plays the dog, and. In Doctor Doolittle, and the vet takes the dog's temperature, and he uses a rectal thermometer, and the dog's just like, "Oh, but just swallowed it." Oh and, yeah, I don't know that. And then Doctor Doolittle's like, "I think you just lost your thermometer," and the vet's like, "Well, how did you know that?" Oh, just check. <laughs> and the vet's already pissy because, like, the dude's a doctor. Yeah, you're gonna end up impeding your microphone there probably a bad idea yeah I do remember that yeah so <laughs> so what other topics do we have I don't know what do you want to talk about I mean you, you could tell that story about about the dude in Montana I don't really want to talk about that angels yeah I mean it's better than freaking bomb butt plugs this is a family show. Come on now. Is it? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be on YouTube. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They have uh, well, I, I all kinds of weird shit on but YouTube. The people that are going to watch the religious content are going to be like, yeah. And oh, we do we get said, religious content. Are we supposed to be making this a religious I content mean, thing? It's broad, broad range of topics. So we're going to switch from butt plug bombs well, up to Jesus? Yes. Because that's what we do. That's our conversation style. So, you know. Okay. So the guy in Montana that I sold uh, insurance to, he uh, called me back because, number one, the one insurance plan that I called that I tried to sell him, he got denied because he was too old. And the other insurance plan that I sold, there was a misunderstanding of how the benefits worked and so he needed to cancel it. And... When he called me back, him and I started talking, and I explained that it was my fault. You know, I did. I missed. I'm the one who didn't explain the benefits correctly, and, and we just we misunderstood a couple of things. Pause just a second. That seems very dangerous. What? That there's this. Uh, I'm guessing it's a furnace, but like it's this stovepipe with like a humongous fire at the top, right near the the woods. That seems very. Very hazardous. But anyway, go. It seems but like they, sorry. they've probably been doing that for years. No, I've never seen a fire coming out of it like I mean, that. Oh, okay. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. So sorry. this guy, after we talk about the insurance, whatever, we come to an understanding. He wasn't. I mean, I told him. I said, you know, if you're uh, mad about it, like I get it. Like if you want to go off, like I, I understand. It was my fault. I'm the one who screwed up. And he was like, no, no. He's like, he's like, I'm not mad about it. He's like, I'm just glad that you called me back because, you know, I was concerned that you would. You would just basically scammed me because like we needed a social security number and, and ever all of his information and you know i was like no no i, I wasn't trying to scam me i said that yesterday was the first day i knew that you'd even tried to get a hold of me and you said you said well i've called you like four or five times and left you voicemails but i, I never got any notifications so anyway the phrase as soon as i knew that he wanted me to call him back i called him back but anyway so at the end of it, as we're getting ready to hang up he said he's like well before i let you go he's like, he's like i don't know why but i just feel like i need to tell you this story and it's about an angel. And I was like, okay. And so he tells me, he says, he says there's this one day I was out. Uh, this guy lives in Montana where, uh, like, his nearest neighbor is, like, 25 miles away. He lives, like, I think he lives, like, either in a national park or right near a national park. But anyway, 
So he was out in the woods or fishing or doing whatever, and he was sitting there, and he has, uh, he had decided that he has his own angel, like a guardian angel, and he named his angel Bob. Okay, so he was out there uh, talking to Bob about whatever, and when he turned around, there was a huge grizzly that was about six feet away from him, he said. And the grizzly bear wasn't looking at him, he was looking above him, and he was cowered down, like terrified. Like sort of like if you saw a dog, like after, after a dog gets yelled at, and they like cower down and they're like, they're submissive. That's what this, bear, this grizzly bear was doing. And then the grizzly bear just turned around and walked away. Well, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, that there's a lot of angels out there that we don't know the names of. And plus, I mean, there could even be angels where they don't even have a name. They're just, you know, a, a spiritual entity. And who knows whether there are actually names for angels in general. Like, you might just know, I mean, like in, in heaven, angels might just be known by their spiritual presence. Well, yeah, because, I mean, all all of the angels have, you know, specific jobs. Right. And like him, so him and I were talking, and it is interesting that in both the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there is stories of actual angels, you know, talking with humanity or doing something with humans. And nowadays, we don't, we don't really, we don't talk about that. We don't, like, even in the church, like, you don't hear pastors or preachers talking about the fact that there are angels that are here to not work on our behalf, but they are here to guard us, to help us. Like, for example, right. when Paul and Silas were in jail, it wasn't Paul and Silas that broke out. An angel came down and well, put the guards to sleep and, and then opened the doors for them. And you know that I always feel very awkward about talking about, like, my experiences and, and how the the communication that I feel that Gabriel and I have because like people look at you like you're nuts right like and it's not like I hear his voice I talk to him in that way like I I communicate by I communicate verbally because you know that's how I'm able to communicate like mentally verbally that's how I communicate he communicates back in signs or um like I read tarot cards and I believe that, you know, I read them from a place of communication, not a place of evil or anything like that, which I mean, it, it is what it is. You never know how somebody else is going to feel about that. But I feel that it enables me to have more direct communication, whereas sometimes it's difficult to read the signs of what you're supposed to do or decisions you're supposed to make, etc. I, I feel like that's how I communicate with Gabriel and the connection that I feel that I have with him and it and it has to be Gabriel it's not just some random angel it is truly Gabriel and I communicating because otherwise there wouldn't be such a strong response and it and I'm not gonna go into the stories of you know the the miracles literal miracles that you and I have experienced together and stuff like that but and maybe some other time but it, it just it has to be there's no other uh there's no other way of course i do wear this sigil of gabriel to you know to strengthen my connection to signify that that it, of course i also wear the alpha and omega symbol too because 
you know, it, Gabriel is not, like, I don't pray to Gabriel, and we're not supposed to pray to angels, but, like, I, I, I pray to speak with him to take messages to God, because, I mean, it, if you think about it, well, yes, God is in everything, and, and he is everything, at the same time, he's a very busy entity. He's got a whole planet to take care of, and who knows if there's other planets he takes care of out there in the universe and stuff like that. He's got he's got a lot to do. So I do believe that we have specific messengers that we can communicate with that will take our messages to him, and then by order of importance. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and if you uh, if you think of like the story of Daniel, where Daniel was fasting and praying, and uh, I don't remember how long he was praying for, but when he, as he was praying, an angel... It was like seven days. Yeah, it might have been. But finally, an angel shows up with the answer to his prayer, and he says, he says, look, I was on my way as soon as you sent the message, but I had to fight a fit, like a spiritual warfare to get to you. That's what took me so long. So it's not... There, There is, there has to be those these spiritual entities that are meant to, I think, protect us and also to re relay messages back and forth, both to God and from God, that... Like an answering service. A little bit, but I think that those angels, that is their specific job. Right. For, you know, versus like, so Gabriel is, is known for delivering messages, things like that, but... But he there also are some has angels, other jobs because he's an archangel. Like right. He's got but, lots. But there are some angels that are not that are that are specifically designed they're warring angels like michael is a warring angel his yeah. his job is not he's not a uh, necessarily a nice guy <laughs> well but here's the thing a lot of those arch archangels that's part of their job description in general because um in in a lot of the research that i did um it said that gabriel was part of the destruction of sodom and gomorrah yeah that may be so, I mean, that's that's part of the research that I did, but I mean, who knows what you find on the internet and whether it's accurate or not, but um, that's that's what I read. That Gabriel's, uh, his, his actual title is, is like the, uh, the, I can't remember the exact title, but like it, it is, um, he is a very emotional angel but at the same time, he is he is a warrior angel at the same time. So you've got to put into perspective that yes, there are there are I believe nine choirs of angels. Like literally in the angel lore, there there is like nine choirs of angel. One one choir has they they don't have names. They're not. It's just they they don't even have their de designation doesn't even have a title. It's just angel. They are an angel. And then you get up into the higher levels. Um, like, the, the archangels aren't even the highest level. Right. So you got this seraphim, and um, which some of the descriptions of these angels are nuts. And I don't think I would want to see one. That with eyes all over their head and. Um, the more that there's some that have like six faces. Mm -hmm. Like the seraphim actually have six wings and that's that's part of my tattoo that's why i have six wings on my tattoo but um but they if you if you read it because um the the book of enoch is where i get the a lot of these descriptions and stuff 
and there it's crazy that like what you hear in like church and Sunday school and stuff like that there's so much more out there right. that like you don't even realize until you get into some of these texts and like that's like but I think that um it makes sense that I would be what that I would speak to an archangel now knowing my ancestry you know yeah and that when you were telling me the story about the guy in Montana um it 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 hit me as like you know I wonder if that's why maybe I have that connection to that specific archangel because I am descended from David, you know? I don't know. I mean, it would make sense too in the hierarchy of things with how like the Jewish people were God's chosen people and David was God's favorite. Well, you know, a favorite of I, God. He liked. He's one of the only people that uh, God ever said he loved. Him and him and Jacob. Right, but it would make sense that a descendant of his would have, like, a higher rank of angel. I think that's a little arrogant, but well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But I, I don't, I don't know. But the only reason I say that is because I've always had that. Um, and I even said this to my world religions teacher that like I've always felt that why why would I deserve to speak to an archangel? Why would I deserve to be somebody important? You know, and I, I don't know. That's that's an explanation that I can give for the reason why I speak to Gabriel, you know, because of my descendancy. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, obviously if maybe I'm supposed to do something important in my life, maybe not, but if if so, it's something that has not been that I'm not made aware of yet. So, I don't know. But anyway, tell the rest of your story about Montana, sorry. That was it. That was the whole story. Well, I mean, sort of. Just you, you ended it, the bear cowering down. Yeah, that's all that happened. And then him and I talked about the fact that you and I had talked about angels. And he said that, well, maybe that was the reason that him and I had crossed paths, even though the insurance thing didn't work out, uh, to solidify uh, his faith in the fact that, that he really does have an angel that watches over him. And then also to solidify my faith that... You know, maybe that's something that I personally should start doing is calling out and recognizing that, you know, there is a power that that's available to me if I would just claim it, name well, it and claim it. And it's very difficult in today's world to believe in the, in the more metaphysical. Uh, like people will look at you like you're nuts. Right. If, if you said, cause like, it, being religious is it's common but actually practicing religion the way it's intended to be practiced people look at you like you're crazy like if if you do anything beyond going to church or outreach maybe you know tell people about what the bible says if you actually practice religion the way the bible says to practice it then you're nuts well 
Yeah, but if I you mean, actually that's, have that's, that's always faith. that's always been the case. I mean, the people that followed Jesus. I mean, it's not like they were well received. Well, I mean, they were back then better. No, they weren't. Or, well, they were immediately persecuted. Well, well maybe, but like not people maybe, were. Not maybe, they were. They were murdered. Well, yes, but it, it seems like it was, um, at least back then, it was like you, they either believed you or you, they didn't. Right. You and know, the, the and, difference, the difference. and today people may believe you that religion is there. It's not a true faith. Right. The difference, the difference between now and then is that then what they were doing when they were converting people is these people truly believed what, what they were saying. They, they, tr they a hundred percent bought into it. And that's why these people were willing to die for what they believed in. They truly believed that Jesus came to the earth, died for their sins, and that he truly physically resurrected from the dead. And nowadays, if you think about that, like if people really believe that, how much different would the world be? People would say that they believe it, but saying that you believe in something and actually believing in it are two completely different things. Well, and, and just going to church, I don't feel like is enough. And people to, in today's world feel like if you go to church, then you're then you're golden, you're safe. Right, you know, because, they, because they, 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 church, I don't know, church, in my opinion, has gotten to the point where it has made people lackadaisical and comfortable in their sin. And they're at the point now where these people are the, the, the Laodiceans. They are the people that are lukewarm, and in Revelation, they're the ones that God says, because you were neither, neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Well, and I hate that. I, I hate the way that um, the more verbal of Christians behave. That's where, um, no matter, like, if you don't go to church, then I'm so much better than you are. And I don't like that because, like, church is meant to be a, a meeting place of like-minded individuals, people that believe the same thing. Like, nowhere in there does it say that, oh, you have to go to church every single Sunday. As long as you make sure that you are honoring the Sabbath and doing what you're supposed to do in religion, that building doesn't matter for shit. Well, I, I mean, I in my opinion, I, I guess, yeah, like, I guess we I don't, don't go to church anymore. But I like, I mean, I would also we have more I, faith than I feel like a lot of people do. I mean, maybe I, in all honesty, if Jesus came back right now, I, I wouldn't be going. <laughs> I'm not where I should be. Well, I would. Well, you and I have talked about this. I don't want to go. Like, well, I don't want to be. The only the option. The only options are go to. The, you're going in the rapture, or you go to hell. Those are the only two options. Well, no, it's, it even says after the rapture, no. there will be some people it that doesn't. will be saved. Yes, it does. Not after yes, the rapture. It yes, it no, does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Find it and Well, prove I, it. I can't find it right now. My phone's being recorded. That's not, there's but, nowhere, because here's the problem. Nobody actually knows if the rapture happens pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, or post-tribulation. There's a huge debate about, and there's good arguments for all three positions, but nobody actually knows when it actually happens. Okay, so you well, don't know that. Okay, my, my so my, my opinion is that like if the rapture happens at the beginning before the tribulations and people can go to heaven after the tribulations, 
through once they if they get through make it through the tribulations then that's what i want because i want to help the people that are still here okay that may be what you want but let's say hypothetically that that is not the case and and let's say that the rapture does happen pre-tribulation you would still want to go pre-tribulation because if 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 it is true that the people that are raptured are it and the rest of humanity is just doomed to go through tribulation and there's no salvation for them, then you don't want to stay here. And again, I don't know when it's going to happen. I, I have no opinion one way or the other of if it happens pre-trib or post-trib or whatever. But I'm just saying that like you would want to go pre-tribulation if you're going to go. And again, I'm saying that from a position of I know for myself that I'm not in a place where if Jesus came back right now, I don't think I would go. And that's that's my own thing. That's that I got to deal with my own stuff. But I'm way, just saying... The way I always thought of, like... And, and this is regardless of when the rapture happens, before, after, during, whatever. My opinion of it was always that... If, if you're still here when all of that happens, I think maybe it might occur throughout. Because here's the thing, like, if if you're truly... Okay, so it, when the rapture happens, like, when there, there'll be people that go up automatically because they've lived their whole lives in, you know, doing exactly what they were supposed to do. Not many in today's world, let's be honest. But, like, I think that that because it for for a forgiving god who did send jesus and and does say that you you have a chance to be saved like you like once you've seen the power and might of god maybe it might kick into place you know and you might be able to be saved after that i don't know i mean my my argument to that would be and this is my opinion on it is that you when, should have already done so? No, but my opinion is that when the rapture happens, whatever that, however that goes down, when that moment occurs, that that means that the dispensation of grace, which is what we're in now, is the dispensation of grace, is over. And at that point, the, dispensa- the dispensation of judgment begins. And God, for all whatever, the forgiving as he is right now, and if you look back at history, is not that forgiving. And when he turns his judgment, it's judgment. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. And again, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just saying, like, if you think of, like, Old Testament God, when he turns on the judgment, there really ain't any forgiveness. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And this is, this is the reason why I say Where am I that... Going? Walmart. This is the reason why I say that I would want to stay is because I have spent most of my life trying to help other people even even before like my faith was completely solid i have spent most of my life trying to help other people and knowing what's in store for the people of this world when when that does begin happening it it breaks my heart to think that they might be hopeless and you know to it breaks my heart that knowing the people in the world today 
they're going to give a crap about themselves right. and not each other. And I don't, I don't want that. I, I want somebody to be here for them, you know? And I don't know, maybe that's the bleeding heart in me, but I can't imagine because what, it, what happens if, if one of our kids get left behind or something, you know, I, I don't want them to go through that alone. Well, I mean, that's why we gotta make sure that they know what's what's yeah, coming, and they have to make. Teenagers are teenagers, you know. Right, I understand that, but they they have to make that decision. I get that, but teenagers believe that they're invincible no matter what. Okay. You know? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. You gotta talk to God about that one. Anyway, shut off. <laughs> All right, we're live. But yeah, I feel like we. We had common sense more than more than our kids do, but we didn't have common sense the way our parents did. So I think every generation loses a little bit of common sense. So we're all getting dumber. Yes. Like there's yes, no other I, way to put it. Like yes. there's like, cause there are some things that like the kids do that I'm just like, that's you dumb. You didn't think that shit out, did you? Like that's, <laughs> I don't understand why you would do that. That makes right. no sense. Right. But they, they're they're okay with being stupid though because like like i have spoke to our kids many times before about well why didn't you do this well because i didn't know how to do that right well, they, they don't want to figure it out they're the generation that has the most information at their fingertips right you can literally youtube they do you can look at care. youtube to figure out how to do anything you want right and they refuse to figure it out it to me it feels like more um it's not my job Right. You know, because yeah, they don't. But yeah, it's because they don't want to take any responsibility for anything. Right. But I mean, to an extent, I feel like we've made them that way because, like, we we want to shelter and protect them to the point where, like, they don't have to do things on their own. They're not in danger of anything. But then, at the same time, we don't want to enforce things either. We don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want to have to pause our day to go do, you know, stuff. You make you it know. sound like we're like terrible parents. No, I'm not. I'm not saying like, like seriously, that. I'm, anybody listening to this and be like, oh my God, call CPS on them. These no, people that's are what terrible. I'm, I'm not saying like when they're little, it's different. But when they're when they're kid, when they're like teenagers and stuff. But we should I clarify mean, we, that we're talking we're talking about an 18 year old. And a 17-year-old. Well, and even in some cases, the nine-year-old. Okay, but, the, but we're not we're not, we're not talking, talking about, about like our, our babies right. or infants that were well, just like ah, well, we're not going to do anything for you. Right. I'm <laughs> talking about how like they have the information at their right. fingertips. They should be able to figure some of that crap out. Right. I, I agree that like, but we've basically like, programmed we had to do them trial and error when right. we were kids but we we are the ones who made the, the kids that way because right. we've made it so that like oh well you don't know how to open your spaghetti oh well let, let daddy do it for you and we don't ever right. show them like this is how you do it next time do it yourself right but and because it's easier for us to just do it and not yeah. deal with yeah i agree, I agree with do that. it and not deal with teaching them how to do it yeah but at the same time they have like we gave them the mentality by doing things for them but then once they get to a certain age, we expect them to to know how to search things or to start doing things on their own, to search things on their own. And then, you know, 
that it, it's that abrupt change that they're just like, well, I don't know how to do it. Right. And they they this generation is so lazy to an extent that they don't want to have to do it. Right. Well, I mean, the the I guess the good part or whatever if you, if you want to call it the good part, like one of these days they're gonna uh, take their little freedom and flap their little wings out of the nest, and then reality will give them swift kicks in butt and. We'll let them move back in. Will we? You know they will. Well, Cyrus will never leave. Well, that's true. Because we're going to end up building him his own little, like, cottage. But (laughs) are we going to let Faith move back in? I mean, it depends on the situation. Oh, we probably shouldn't say the names of our children. Yeah, probably not. I mean... Let's let's edit this part out. (laughs) They don't have the same last name as we do anyway, so... Oh, that's right, because we adopted them. Sweet. Our, our adopted children from Sweden. What? You're being ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we could say first names. It's not going to hurt anything. It's not like they don't have Facebook profiles that are public and stuff like that. All right, anyway, anyway. now you got to edit all this out. No, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> like, when it comes to... Because we'll, we'll not want to say, like, Kid A and Kid B. Well, okay, that's like, true. All right, fine. Anyway, move fine. on. But it's when it comes to faith, depends on what situation it is. Because, like, if she if moves she, out... If she moves and, out and she just uh, Fs up and isn't paying her rent, do we let her move back in? I mean, if she's going to... If she's, like, out on the street, yes. If she's, like... If she's, like, um, I so lost what, my job and I, you know... Well, what if it's her fault that she lost her job? That depends on the scenario. Okay, let me ask this. What is the scenario that you wouldn't let her move back in? There isn't one. If she just, if she lost her job and was not looking for something else. You would let her stay on the street? No, because, you know, generally you have your rent paid and then, you know, you have about a month to find a new job before you have to pay rent again. Oh, and you're saying that if she was just like, F it, I'm not even going to go look for a job. I don't care if I lose my house. I'm just going to move back in with you guys because I know I can. Right. That would be the scenario when I was like, you need to figure something out, kids. Stay with a friend, something like that. You need to figure something out because we're crazy. not. We'll here's, be your safety net, but we're not going here's, to. Here's what the truth is on my end. I say like, uh, oh no, they would never be able to move back in. But I know in my heart that no matter what the scenario was, the door would always be open for them. But you know. And that's maybe that's terrible because maybe that like maybe that's exactly what we were talking about, where it's sort of enabling. But like, there's no way that I can't think of a single scenario. Where I'd be like, no, you can't move back in. Unless, like, they were, like, strung out or something. If that was the case, then no. But if it was just, like, even if it was their fault that they lost their job, or they have their job and they're just not paying the rent, they're getting kicked out. I don't know. I think that, I think even if they were, uh, I think even if they, especially if they were, strung out and I knew they were going to go through detox and and stuff like that, I would take care of them. Right. What I'm saying is if they were strung out and they had no intention of quitting. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think I could let That's that That's what I'm talking about. I, now, if they were, if something happened where they were, that was the problem and they were actually trying to quit, then 100%, yes, they could come. You know what I mean? Right. But I'd have to know for sure that that's really what they were doing and not just manipulating us so they had a place to go. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I think that the first time would be different than the second time. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Like, that, 
like, cause, cause we all know that, like, an, an addict will like go back. All right, shit, you know, I gotta sometime. get. I gotta stop and get gas. You need gas for 319? Well, I can't. Do you want me to try and make it to Canton? Yeah, I got it. I'll make it to Canton. You sure? Yeah. It's an eighth of a tank. Yeah, I, I can I can read it as well, babe. Well, I know, but... <laughs> I hope we don't need any gas. Wouldn't that... I mean, that would be our luck. Our first our first or second podcast, whatever this is, and uh, we run out of gas. But the well, Lord wants us to extend our talk time. I guess we're going to be talking for a little longer while we wait for the sheriff to show up. <laughs> With the gas. We should have a freaking gas thing in our trunk. Yeah, but we if really we did should. that, our luck would be that it would fucking dump over, and I would light a cigarette, and we'd go kaboomy. Well, that, yeah. No, we're, we wouldn't get out of that easy. Like, there's no way we'd get out of that, out of life that easy. Yeah, that's true. Knowing our luck, it would go kaboom, but right. we would We not, would be fine. No, we would be, we would just car, be brutally right? maimed, like, live like with... Just the car's terrible. gone, but you guys are going to be fine. I mean, poor, we I would survive and live with terrible burn. I guess I can't really do that right now. I, I was going to light a cigarette, but I realized that, like, I don't really want to do that because every time I light it, I'm going to roll down the window. It sounds like we're driving through a wind tunnel. But yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, but what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Our, our lazy uh, kids. Oh, yeah, lazy kids, too. But, but no, I think that, I think that at least, especially the first time, if they came to us and they had had a, a problem with addiction, then the first time... I would be like, okay, we're going to get you, we're going to get you better. And then you, you know, you're going to live here for at least six months, get you through the mental part of it. Yeah. And hopefully, then, I mean, in all honesty, hopefully we never have to deal with that. Right. That's what I pray for, is that our kids never have to but deal the, with that. The, the reality is at least one out of four will struggle with something right. like that. Well, anyway, all right. So, but... As per Cyrus, he shows no, no want or desire to be out of the house really at all. <laughs> like, he likes his own money, but that's about it. Like, he likes his, he, in fact, he likes his room. He doesn't want to move. He's got the smallest room in the house. Yeah, he even made a point of that. Like, hey, when Faith moves out, do I have to switch rooms? Like, what? Where did, like, you just came up with a made-up problem. Oh, like, sorry. nobody's, wait, who's told him that? Yeah, Nobody. He, he really is my my male clone, my my miniature male clone, because I I do that same thing. I make up problems in my head to solve, and yeah, and it's not something I mean to do. It's something that's been wallering around in my head. Made up. It's completely fictional. <laughs> I can't help it. I get paranoid about things, and it's not. It's just because like like I've he been, was dead serious when he asked us about that. Like when, when Faith moves concerned. out, am I, am I going to have to switch rooms? Like, uh, do you want to? But no, I want to keep my room. Uh, okay, well, that's fine. Well, do you only, because uh, that room's bigger, and I didn't know if I'd have to switch rooms. Like, what are you talking about? Well, the girls aren't here but one weekend, so, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can stay in my own room. Right. That's fine, buddy. Like, cool. Did, like, yeah, did, the, sure. did one of the girls tell you that they were, that they wanted to switch rooms? Like, no. So this is completely made up. Good. Right on. 
<laughs> well, and the, the, the crazy thing about it is too, like, I think he genuinely thought we were going to force him to switch right. rooms. Right. He and actually then thought do all the work to move everything. Right. Like, dude, if you don't want to switch rooms, we have no desire to make you switch rooms. No. Like, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. In fact, we'll force the little girls to stay in that. Yeah, room yeah. As a matter of fact, our vote, our vote is that we're not moving rooms. Right. We're not moving nothing. <laughs> so it, it was his choice, maybe, because he's the oldest in the situation. But right, but even if he wanted to move rooms, the answer would be no. Well, we're not. The answer would have been, we'll move your rooms, but we're not moving your desk. That's staying there. So I wouldn't have even moved any of the rooms. I just said, no. <laughs> like, why? Why? Well, because we moved the girls around a bit. Yeah, but that was only because we I needed to build an office in the, in the upstairs, which turned he out. He didn't like that room when he first had it. Right. Because he was. Nobody likes that first. room. Nobody likes that room. Nobody even lives in that room. <laughs> well, I mean, the girls are supposed to. Liv right. does. Well, yeah, okay. Liv does for two days a week. But other than that, well, Faith has decided that the living room is her room. She's she's there. Which she's about to experience her first eviction. <laughs> she's uh, out of the living room and into a room. Lives at our house every other week in the summer. She lives there for a week at a time. And Faith, she goes in there. Right. Only she when she's hiding there. something in there. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure she just doesn't want to clean it up. Right, I know. But and the anyway. worst part about it is there's been so many times that I have said, I want your room cleaned up to my standards, not your standards, my standards. Right, well, it's always, and with her, it's always, all right, I'll do it tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's a, a kid thing also. It's anyway. not just a, it's not just an our kid thing, it's a, it's a kid thing. Because I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't want to clean up, clean up my shit either. So, my room was a wreck. Although, mine was only clothes. Like, I would throw clothes on the floor and sleep in there when I was a teenager. My, my parents know that my room was always a wreck. Unless that I got in trouble, but they kind of left me alone because I, when I was a kid, like I didn't really do much. We lived 19 miles out of town, so like it's not like I was going anywhere unless I was, you know, until I got my, you know, until I got my first car. Right. So like I just kind of stayed in my room. It's kind of like Cyrus. Like I stayed in my room, did my own thing, read a lot of books, and you know, until I got my license, which I got my license right at 16 got a car and uh, I was gone all the time. Of course, I also worked a job all the time. I was always working and like I worked pretty much, I mean, all the hours that I could work in the evening, I did. And then, but I didn't do extracurricular activities or anything like that. Like there's either work or home or, or when I was a teenager, I'd run around and do all the thing. Right on. Did you have a clean room when you were a kid? Um, yeah, for the most part, I, I had to. Well, yeah, you had Allison. Right, and a dad that was a Marine. Well, yeah. See, my neither one of my parents were in the military or anything like that, so my dad liked to clean house, but he could shut the door on my room and just leave it. Just ignore it? Yeah. Yeah, my dad has a habit of ignoring things. I mean, like, there were times when our, our room to be, like, kind of a wreck, but... Uh, not for very long, like especially if we ever wanted, if we wanted to go do things, like you you had to get, we had, so we had a list of chores 
that we had to do. And like Allison even had it set up where like it was scheduled. Like Monday, you did X, Y, and Z. Tuesday, you did boom, boom, boom. Well, I think that generation was more that, I mean, especially the generation before, you had your specific laundry days. You right. had your specific days that you mopped the floor. Yeah, and it was once a week. Right. You know, all of that stuff was once a week, if not once a day. Right. And then like we had like the day that like we had to mow, every all of that was all. So when we weren't, so if we, when we got home from school, we got to eat a snack and then get our chores done. And once we got our chores done, then we could go play, ride our bikes, go play. We used to go play basketball a lot at the fire station. Uh, Cause there was a fire, oh man, our blinkers out. Uh, there was a fire station like right across the field from where we lived. And they had a basketball hoop there that the fire the firemen would play basketball sometimes. Yeah. But they didn't care if the kids came and like played basketball and at it. So remember I told you you and I have talked about that before and like that's the right across the street from where my world religions teacher did his seminary. Remember I told you. Yeah, Concord not con yeah. uh Concord what is it? Uh not Concordia. Um shoot, can't think of the name of it. I don't know, but Remember, I told him that, and right. I—he might not have thought that I was being serious, but like, it, yeah, it was. It, you had told me that it was a right across the street from maybe where you play basketball. What is it? Maybe it is Concordia Lutheran Seminary. I don't know. Shoot, I don't—I don't remember what the name of it is. Anyway, but yeah, but we were right across the street. Yeah, we were literally right across the street from that. We saw a tornado one time from a back window, rip right through that place. Jeez. It's just crazy. Like that, that, that is one of the things among, among many that has been very, in our relationship has been way too coincidental to be coincidental, you know? Yeah. Just like certain things that have come into our lives or that has happened. Just like the, like the fact that the first place we were going to have our wedding, we lost because we didn't have the deposit. And then on the day of our wedding, it was flooded out. Right. That was crazy. Like there's, it it had to have happened that way. And we had a beautiful wedding. Yeah, it was great. You know, it was amazing. And, and like, the, it was just so. There was somebody looking out to where we lost that place we were originally gonna have. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, we would have, we would have had to call every person that we invited and been like, hey. Well, I think they would have figured it out. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe like, well, there was a lot of people that couldn't even make it because the bridge was flooded. In Keokuk? Yeah. But you know, some of those people, and I'm not saying all, but some of those people, uh, I found out personally later that like, those are the people that were, that weren't going to stick around in my life anyway. Well, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, the people that, I don't know, I, I'm just happy that we got married. I don't really care who's there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... But we, but we did. I, I wish, I wish more people would have came only because we had so much food left over. Dude, that food was so food. good. <laughs> yeah, you're alright. Thanks. <laughs> but no, I, I wish Mom would have let me make the cupcakes. They were pretty, but I don't feel like they were. Um... I'm glad that your mom didn't let me make the cupcakes because it would have been just one more stress. And imagine if it would have gone wrong. Like it would have been literally oh, the yeah, end of I the world. Oh yeah, I freaked out. I fre I freaked out on the uh, the poor postmaster for uh, when all of the bridesmaids' outfits and stuff were coming. Oh in. yeah. Oh my gosh, I lost my mind on that guy. And I actually went back and apologized because like I lost Even my mind. Even though brides on him. Oh my gosh, yeah. 
And I, I felt really bad after later after I, I mean, I didn't curse. I don't generally curse or anything like that. But I was like, you're telling me that you that we have a system to where like we get things from other countries all the time. But there's no way for you to track where it's at if it comes from another country, even if it's in our country now. That's terrifying. There's no way for you to track where it's at. That's really kind of scary. Yeah. So like you're saying if, if there's a bomb sent from another country, like you have no idea where it's at? Well, it's not like they would know that well, that's what it is. Well, probably not. But like, a, I'm just saying that like, if there is something, okay, so say a live animal. Like if there's a live animal coming from another country, you're saying that you have no idea where that animal is and no one's obviously feeding it because, you know. Well, yeah, this, you're, you're making up a crazy problem that, well, like, how often are people sending live animals? I, you'd be surprised. Have you ever gotten a live animal in the mail? No. No. But. Do you know one you person that's one ever gotten cent. a, do you know, really? You can. From where? Well, you can get them sent from across the country in our country. Anyway. Okay, well, okay, let's order one. I want to see how this process works. It's expensive. I guarantee you it's not going to show up in a, in a post office box. Well, no, it's probably like in a special truck. Right. But still. So what are you talking about? Well, we don't know how other countries send that kind of stuff. But you're making up a problem where like our post office should know where this bird is at. And we don't even know. <laughs> Nobody's sending a bird. Nobody wants a bird. Birds are gross. Well, I want one of them, uh, the black ravens like that lady's got on. Uh... You know, if the book series gets amazing and that like starts doing really, really well and takes off, you know what I want? Tell me. We're, we're going to get rid of all the animals we have now. Yeah, right. Well, not the dogs because the dogs, they're part of the family. Right. We're going to get and rid the of cat. the rabbits. Yeah, the cat, well, the cat will probably be. Unfortunately, he doesn't have probably no, a lot No, Seth's going to live forever. You shut your mouth. <laughs> he might, because Seth is something else. Seth is... Anyway, moving anyway, on. What do, you, what do you want? I want a savannah. No. Yes, I want a savannah. You have like a, like a jungle cat? No, a savannah is, is uh, bred with the wild cat to where like half of it is domestic, half it of it is... It would kill our wild. dogs. It would not. It would play with the dogs. Oh or man! Beat their, beat their butt. I don't. But I don't like that idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go and vote no on that right now. The, the cat you can get a fish tank. Ew! Fish are disgusting. That's what uh, Faith told me today. She came up and knocked on the door, and she's like, she's "Like, oh, tomorrow, uh, somebody told me that I can get fish." I'm like, what? No. And she was wanting to tell you about it, but you were in the shower, and I was like, "Talk to your mom about it. I don't even know what you're talking about." She knows that I would say no to a fish. They're disgusting. And no, I'm they're not. not. What do you mean they're disgusting? They just live in water. Yeah, but you got to clean the tank. Faith would have to clean the tank. She wouldn't, though. Look at how she takes care of things. Then the fish no. would die, and we'd scoop it out and flush it and dump it. No, it Plus, would just she doesn't even really have an aquarium. Disgusting. Depends on what kind of fish. No, we're not having fish. Okay, then you can't have a savanna. She's going to be gone by the time we get a savanna. We're not and getting a savanna. Who knows? The but, dogs might even be gone. You don't know. We're not getting Maverick, a That's not happening. I'm surprised natural selection has not taken Maverick out yet. For the record, I just want anybody that is listening to this to see how my wife argues. She hears what I'm saying, but just blatantly ignores it. 
and then goes on with the conversation as if I didn't just say no. You would love a Savannah. Point a point in case. And plus, case in point. From what I understand, I think if I remember right, the the information that I uh, read about them, yeah. they are hypoallergenic. Don't know what that means. Meaning, even though you have a cat allergy, you're not going to be allergic to a Savannah. I don't care. I don't want an animal. Exactly. I don't want an animal in our house that's going to want to murder me. It won't want to murder you. It will love you. Yeah, until it's hungry. It's not going to be hungry. Okay. How often do you feed our cat? I feed the cat every night. Sure you do. I do. That's why when I come down in the morning, he he's like, meow, meow. He's just, he's just gotten old and he's starving all the time. He is getting fat. Yeah, he is. And like, he, because I have found out over the course of the last year that if I walk down the stairs and he is hungry, he will grab the back, back of my feet. Yes, he's very aggressive about it. Yes, he's Imagine like, if hey. it was a savannah. He'd probably just tackle you. Exactly. I don't want to be pummeled. <laughs> like the Lion King. No, it'd be like Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, probably. Calvin never died. Yeah, because Hobbes was not real. <laughs> well, but I, they are so, okay, but can I have a Maine Coon then? What's that? They're still a big cat, but they're big and fat and fluffy. Aren't they bred with a raccoon? No. Why is it called that then? Because I don't know, but it's not because they're bred with a raccoon. They're like the same amount of weight, just not as Are those the big, fat, fluffy cats? Yes. Are those hypoallergenic or am I going to die from, my, from cat? <laughs> You're probably going to die from cat So damage. I'm going to go, I'm going to have to say no on that one. Anything that's going to make me die, I'm not cool with. <laughs> well, then I want a Savannah. It's going to kill me. No, it's not. How big do they get? They get about the size of... No, like, I don't want to hear your fucking estimates. I want to hear, show me what, what the average size of a savanna is. They're the size of a medium-sized dog. I, I don't know what that means. Give me pounds. So, like, and again, are you're you just, gas? Nah, I'll get it tomorrow. It's two ninety nine. Yeah, I'll get it now. But, um, but no, okay, so not as, they're, they're thin, but they're about as tall as Asher. Okay, what? As tall. Not, they're thin, so they're not heavy. They're just as tall. So it's like a small cheetah. It's not a small cheetah, no. They're about, they're about like a little over knee high. Okay, I'll tell you size. what. I don't care about your made up estimates of how big they are. I I'll show you a video yeah, when we get home. No, I want you to look it up and tell me what the average size of a savanna is. Oh, okay. Height, well, weight. Well, because you can get from this, from That's normal great. domestic You're, cat Again, you just ignoring to... what I'm telling you and just go to straight like, oh no, I'm still gonna make up estimates. Like, no, no, I want you to show me on the interweb what it actually is. 